present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Biggest Sound Show, episode number 363. I'm your host, Blake, and honestly, I'm by myself. Sal is actually getting his COVID vaccine, and Mark is off dealing with other things, so we are taking this week off. So after I go through a normal spiel, I have some special audio for all of you. You're hearing Brad Paisley, Bigger Fish to Fry, which has been in my head for a while. I figured we'll open a show with it today. All right. Help support the show and find all the platforms you can find the show and other products we work on at theblakeandsalshow.com. And you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from our Public store. Click on the Public link on our website and go to Public and search The Blake and Sal Showing or go to blowedhollow.com and search for the show and get your shirts there. All right, let's go to break. We'll come back and I'll explain what's going on. All right, so today I am doing a break glass and get an emergency show, and we are going to do an archive show, but this is stuff that has never been on the free side of the Vegas House Show. So one time we had a Patreon. For about a two years, man, we had a Patreon. And um, I had a whole bunch of audio shows that were pretty cool that never saw the light of day, so we're going to air those here. Um, these are from 2016. They go from Admiral's Games to dad sitting down and talking about wrestling history to us at wrestling shows and um, there's a whole bunch of fun stuff including us on the road at state fair 
So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be back at the end of the show to wrap things up. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the brand new show here on the Blake and Sal Show Patreon page. Um, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Obviously, it's only you're listening to this show. Um, we are doing a new history show here on the wrestling uh, for our wrestling coverage, and um, make it exclusive to Patreon. Now, here's the key part here. I'm not. I'm kind of narrating the show, but our host, the person who's doing all the talking, is our own wrestling historian, Mark Dad. How you doing tonight? Okay. Sound you sound sick. Looks like I am right now. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things happening with wrestling entertainment world. Yeah, I have to admit, this is not going to be talk. We're not going to talk about Prince here because it's a wrestling show. But I have been so I have been on social media all day. I I, I this is the most depressing day of social media I've had in years. Oh, yeah. This is the most depressing day. We'll get into why in a couple of minutes. But I do want to. We're going to start our first show here on this side. We'll be talking about wrestling. The wrestling deaths that have happened in the last few weeks. And we'll start from the first one, and this is more Dad's department anyway. And it's Black Jack Mulligan. Um, the father uh, of IRS, correct? No, no. Over father to Barry Windham and Kendall Windham. Kendall Windham, and the grandfather of. Of Bo Dallas. And Bray Wyatt. Right, right. Okay. What is. So, what, yeah, you yeah, go. Uh, IRS no, is ministered into the family because. Uh, he married Barry's sister. Um, That's where I was confused. I knew yeah. there was a relationship in there somewhere. Blackjack Mulligan had a tag team known as Blackjacks of Blackjack Lance. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Well, they, were yes, they were inducted yes, into the Hall yes, of Fame. Yes, to yes. Know that. By, by, the, uh, by JBL, if I remember my history. Right. Right. Um, the Blackjacks gimmick got of a real big, real good heel team. Um, uh, basically... Couldn't there wasn't anyone during that era that could stand up to them and defeat them? What was um, the era? What was this era? We're talking PWA? like um, no, we're talking like WWF. Real so back way back when, like right. 60s, 70s, 80s right. mentality. Okay, right. Basically, Pre-national expansion. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Right. And um, Black Jacks did very successful, and this is before Bobby Heenan came into the situation. Um, Rough and tumble wrestler Blackjack Mulligan had other feuds with, with other international stars, Dusty Rhodes, Bobo Brazil. Um, the big thing with Blackjack Mulligan is this thing was having the glove on one hand, and the two maneuvers he was known for was like the heart punch and the claw. And this is before Kerry Von Erich and his brother Fritz basically got the claw as their signature move. Um, very outside the ring, very gentleman, very humble. You know, boys got into the sport. The boys basically didn't want to really father and follow in dad's footsteps. Please ignore that. That was somebody else's phone. <laughs> um, very, very humble person. Uh, Blackjack Lanza ended up going to AWA with uh, Bobby Heenan. Try to form a tag team with Bobby Duncan, oh. which was very successful there with Virgin Gagne. Um, but yeah, really kind of like a rough and tumble wrestler, kind of like if you want to equate him to um, Stan Hansen type of rough and tumble. And who just went to the Hall of Fame. Right. also just went into the Hall of Fame. I was just saying, I remember the Black Talks went into the Hall of Fame. And was he the one that didn't really, wasn't in the public eye? Or is that the other one? Um, 
Blackjack Rowling really didn't, you know, have was low key like. It, it was a big deal that they were together because they had to be together for such a long, right. long time. Right. So but, okay, well, rest in peace, Blackjack Rowling. Yeah. Right, it's a big deal here. And um, hang on one second. Um, your phone just went off. Just to, yep, just so you know, we're recording a show and it just popped up next to me. Yeah, okay. and you know how they kind of say death comes in threes, right? Yeah, but we've got number two here, ECW legend, Balls Mahoney, who Taz opened up his show as a tribute to the day after he passed away. So that was really cool of him. But, um, yeah, Balls Mahoney passed away. And this is one of those ones that kind of happened out of nowhere. I didn't, no one saw this one coming. Yeah. He literally, from what I read, he was, um, hanging out with his wife, yep. watching TV. Yep. He went to the lay down, never yep. woke up. Yep. Bald Mahoney. Go ahead. You're like, first. Go. You kind of look at him as like a, uh, kind of like a cousin, if you want to say, expand on Mick Foley. Willing to do anything, willing to try anything. Death matches. No question fire. asked. Let's see, you know, we've had um, Singapore Kings. We've had death match. Cheese graters. We've had staplers. We've had Bob Wire things. So, but Thumb he was tags. also known for the tag team with the late Axel Rotten. Right. Talk about that tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, romp and stomp. No, no wrestling finesse with this team. It was basically in your face, Smith Mouth wrestling. Yeah, I got to see them wrestle once. I actually went to a um, Raw right after ECW was reforming back in 06. Right in the middle of the merging of ECW in 06. And they did a dark match. And it was Axel Rotten and Bald Mahoney in a tryout dark match. There you go. And um, Axel never got hired. After this, balls did. These these were guys that had no problem if the promoter wanted them to bleed. Had no problem taking a razor blade and cutting their foreheads and making them bleed. Of course, their foreheads were so scarred that it just took a right hit, right spot, and next thing you know, you got blood gushing all over the face. Those who um, go back to ECW one night stands, he had a crazy thing with chairs as well. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question. This is an ECW thing okay. more than anything else. Chair shots to the head. Man. Chair shots at early, the head. Early ECW ECW days. in general. ECW in general, really. Remember, we got our, we, what's the E stand for? Extreme. Right. But before yeah, it was right. extreme. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Extreme. Had it right. Before <laughs> it was Eastern Championship Wrestling. But then it went off, took a turn someplace Paul in Heyman. the dark. Paul know, Heyman. That, just say it. It was Paul Heyman. Basically took a, an organization that was basically lackluster floundering, not making any money, and used his genius and made it extreme championship wrestling where most of the wrestlers would do anything to be extreme, to get noticed, to put fans in the stands. And I'll tell you, it worked. Now, the chairs at the head, though, because that's a big counter talk about lately with balls. Mm-hmm. Back then, back then, this is a different time. I have to remind people, this is a complimentary era. ECW was in a whole different era than we are now because obviously concussions now are a, right. a big talking syndrome, point. Right. Talking, big talking point now. How much do you think that affected everyone, the brains and everything now? Because he didn't die of a drug or anything, he, no. but he was, he was clean. No. I think a lot of this is more along the lines of what's going on with Mick Foley, where he can barely type in a computer right. because of head issues. Well, Balls Mahoney is an example. He took a lot of chair shots. And kept on coming back for more, like Mick Foley. I mean, it's like every time he get up, another chair shot. I get up again, another chair shot. 
I mean, this guy would, would to pick up a chair and hit him himself over Which the head. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you know, just saying that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I probably say the chair shots and concussion had a lot to do with the stability of health or lack thereof. Yeah, it's kind of sad when you look at it in that perspective. You know what I mean? It's really, really sad. Speaking of sad, though, this morning, it, we are recording this. It is, um, what's today's date? Today's the 21st of April? 21st of April. We, um, I woke up this morning. Nine, nine o'clock our time. Well, say, I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. I get up around five in the morning. You yeah. really take a shower. Yeah. I look at my phone, and my phone is flooded with tweets. And the last time everything was flooded with tweets was after balls died. There's never, it doesn't just a pan show going on. My phone's never flooded with tweets first thing in the morning. So I'm going through my phone, and I'm like, China died? Like, What? Joni Lawler passed away. We don't exactly know when, but sometime this week. Found her light last night. Shocker. Absolute shocker to the rest of the business. Depending on which news source you're following, it kind of goes that her girlfriends were trying to get a hold of her. Yeah. uh, Wasn't answering her phone. Home phone wasn't answering her cell phone. Wasn't returning anything. The messages, nothing. It finally. a friend of hers went to the house and final found her passed away. Now, according to the police report, they, they almost think she, it's been longer than a day. Mm-hmm. So that had to be at the 19th or whatever. Right. It's still the static. Um, Talking about China and the wrestling business. So, because you watched the Attitude Era a lot closer than I did. Okay. China and the wrestling business. The first woman to ever hold the IC title. I will note that. It's important mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. She was part of DX. Mm-hmm. Big part of DX. Bodyguards of Triple H. And Shawn Michaels. Right. And Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And in the real world, dated Paul Vec. Yep. Didn't and work out. No, actually, you know the whole story. Okay. Paul Paul and Stephanie started dating while she, he was still with China. Ah. She ended up winning the women's title in 2001 at WrestleMania 17, never to be really be seen again after that. Go. <laughs> you know how uh, Vince likes <laughs> to take fitness models and make them into female wrestlers. This was a female bodybuilder that basically made an impact on Vince, got her into the organization, used her for the bodyguard of Triple H and Shawn Michaels, decided let's expand on it and teach her some wrestling moves to see what she can do, and basically, and this is coming from the wrestlers themselves, that she was a lot tougher, a lot stronger, and more competitive than any male wrestler in a locker room. I've heard that. Um, basically, Vince didn't think she was feminine enough because her face was kind of squared off. Kind of man. Oh, you know what's funny? I, I laugh at that now. Mm-hmm. And then there's no insult against her. No. She's an amazing wrestler. No. Charlotte. Charlotte's a perfect comparison. Yep. Not a perfect comparison because I think China was bigger, right. but still, so, a lot of jokes, manly, manly, right. manly. Right. But she's Charlotte, and no one looks at her that way anymore. Right. China, on the other hand, was different. So she had just played for her surgery, and to his surprise, went over big time, and she was looked more feminine and a massive star. Yeah, massive star. There's a lot of talk today of how she was the, one of the biggest stars of the Attitude Era. Right, she was, and for a female. To be that big, which is basically a, like on a main event roster type big, that was for that attitude era was surprising. It was huge. Um, she helped DX 
gain momentum and popularity by balance. Uh, the thing I like towards the end of her run is the relationship she had with Eddie Guerrero. Of course, classic. All-time classic. All-time classic. So they utilized her in many different ways. And she, Eddie Guerrero, they were the different side of her. Right. Bullet different side of her. Right. And, you know, she was the more gentler type and kind of more caring and more charismatic. Um, she had... Eddie, it was Eddie. She yeah. was with Eddie, though, and Eddie's one of the most charismatic um, people ever. So... <laughs> she had her issues after she left. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that now. She had to leave the company. Yeah. Recently, um, about, a year, about a year ago now, Triple H was on the Stone Cold Podcast on the WWE Network. If anyone wants to catch that, go on the WWE Network and catch it there. He went and pretty much said, look for her on the internet, and that's why she's not in the Hall of Fame. She had a lot Your of... Your comment on that one. <laughs> she had a lot of um, internal demons, psychologically. Oh, she, um, well, let's be honest here. You could get you could take her out of a company the way she did. Yeah, blame her. So maybe you screwed her up. Well, bad. Oh. The way to, the way she was treated, you know, they utilized her until they couldn't utilize her anymore. And the way she was treated, I, I guess you'd have to basically look at it as she was tossed out like yesterday's trap. Pretty much, and it wasn't um, even her fault. And it wasn't even her fault at the um, time. She took it really hard. Uh, very emotional, didn't know what to do next, didn't know where to go next, didn't know what was going to happen. What's interesting about China to me, Cody Lawler, after WWE, because it's been 15 years. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous when you look at it from the perspective. It's been right. 15 years since she was in WWE. She never, WWF at the time, she never got to go back. Triple H would never let her back. No. Vince would never let her back. No. She was pretty much blacklisted. Right. Which is sad. There was I mean, I always want to say, I don't want to begrudge the dead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to begrudge the dead. Mm-hmm. But how did Warrior, who was blacklisted and a massive racist, mm-hmm. get welcomed back into the fold the way he did? And Joey Lawler never did. Okay. Let's, Just a thought. Okay. Just we'll, a thought. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a little side-by-side comparison, okay? Just saying. Think about... When Warrior first broke on the scene, how popular he I was. I understand that. And how, you know, the merchandising was there. I really understand that, too. Okay, here's the thing. There was more ways to market a male wrestler than it was a female wrestler. At the time. At the time. Correct. I want to word that right. Because here's the thing. Female wrestler is one of two things. She was the first of her kind, right. too, though, so. You either wrestled, like, say, Fabulous Moolah, Mae Young. China, uh, then. China. Right. Or you just wore a model and a valet. Valley. Or right. Bob Panties or, matches. Or, or, or Bob Panties matches. Yeah, or a manager, or bodyguard. But when basically she took off and gained popularity and young girls wanted to emulate her, mm-hmm. then that's when the cash cow from Vince saying, okay, we can use her this, we can use her that, mm-hmm. use her in this. Basically, she fit in good with the click. True. That's exactly what happened. But then everything happened with trips and stuff. Right. And she got a, she got exited out of the thing. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't know, because it's funny, it's taken 15 years. A lot of time goes by. A lot of people almost didn't know she was a wrestler anymore. She was a porn she, star. She was on reality shows. Right. She was that person on the Dr. Drew thing, as you mentioned earlier. Dr. Finsky, but yes. now, today, today, news broke, it almost came back. She was a wrestler. She was a wrestler, and almost saying, and I almost want to say something here, mm-hmm. we're, in the, we're in the middle of 
we're going to talk more about this on the podcast next week because me and Sally get back together next week to do a show, mm-hmm. finally. But the women's wrestling now, me and Mandy were joking watching Raw the other day. There's three women's storylines going on right now. That's never happened before. No. And it's a different era. It's a whole different era. I would have loved if it was a different, different circumstances mm-hmm. for China to come back. Not even to wrestle. Just almost to represent this new era like Lita did. Just represent this new era. Like Trish Stratus? Like Stratus and Lita do. Oh, no. Or Lita. Because Lita was ahead of her time. Just right. like China. Mm-hmm. I almost wish China and Lita got the headline of WrestleMania. They like, could be in a WrestleMania together with China and Ivory. I wish it was China and Lita. Looking back. Here's here's the thing with China and yeah. backstage, she tried to get along with everyone because that's the type of personality she had is she wanted to get along with everybody. You know, the guys, the girls, the management, the booking staff. People always say she was one of the guys in the locker room. Right, right. And she was willing to do just about anything as long as, you know, there was support around her. Well, when the support started crumbling... That's when her world fell apart. Uh, the relationship with uh, Sean Waltman didn't help. Yeah, that didn't help. He put her through a lot of emotional turmoil. And the drugs. Uh, the drugs, and the, the drugs. drinking. He, okay, I, it's okay, I was say, he's open about that. Right. He's very open about the drug stuff. Right. I believe he did a podcast with um, Johnny Fairplay at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a podcast together. Right. And he was very open about his drug issues. So I just want to clarify that. We're not, we're not speaking out of turn. This is right. open talk. So... With everything that was happening, and she was getting some bookings for appearances. She actually wrestled around to TNA, right? Five she, years um, ago, that I'm going to remember it was about. She would say it was TNA. Be so. booked for appearances. She would come in. Early on, a lot of people didn't want to deal with her because she was not coming in on time, coming in uh, you know, either high or drunk, and she cleaned herself up, and she was still. You know, trying to make a comeback, but unfortunately, she was here you know, recently. Well, she was actually here. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, who I feel bad for right now, and I started on Twitter, Facebook today. Mm-hmm. Someone we're going to be hanging out with in two weeks, Dave Hero, because mm-hmm. he came really close with China, mm-hmm. especially in the last year. There and was, there's a lot of kills pictures, and there's a, there's was, a tech message, tech mm-hmm. message, right, from Dave's son, right, to China. A week and a half ago, mm-hmm. saying, "I'm sorry, I didn't get a picture with you at the last signing." And China saying, "I'll get you next time." That's sad. That's a sad moment. Dave to read that. was pushing hard to get her here, and for her to branch out and look at the indie scene and other avenues of it. He wanted her here really bad. It's just unfortunate he couldn't do it when. The opportunity arrived. Oh, well, she was here for that signing a couple of months ago that we never got a chance to go because it was like one of those beasties up. Um, right, right, right. Those um, independent things that we don't do because they're so far off from us. Right. But we, it was, like I said, we're going to the wrestling fest in a couple of weeks, and that's what about my mind. I was like, I'm, oh yeah. I, I, can, I, can I was like, it's gonna be a tribute that night. I can, <laughs> that I can, day. I can guarantee you going to this uh, Super Friends fan convention. Yep. That you're going to see a lot of memorabilia for her. I expect it. And it's DVDs probably going to be, something, it's you know? be pr- probably high-priced. Um, I expect it. Um, but, you know, God, keep the devil we're doing this one. She mixed it up with the boys pretty well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera. It's true. Especially in an era where women's wrestling was not what it right. is now. Now, <laughs> you asked this question before we yep. started the recording, and, I, and I'll put it out. 
not only for you, but for other people listening. Go for it. Is, do you think, somewhere in the back of Paul Levesque's mind, that he w- that there was a little part of him that wanted to make things right with her? Oh, actually, thanks for reminding me. There was a tweet sent out, in Twitter interview, I think, there's so much stuff came out today, I don't, I don't apologize, there's so much came out today. Triple H went and said, that yes, today, this is this morning, that yes, she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Of course, now after she's dead. What the hell? Seriously, what the hell? So, when she was alive, you her, porn career, her porn career kept her out of the Hall of Fame. Now that she's dead, she's able to go over to the Hall of Fame? Okay, so now... Hypocrite much? Well, here's the thing. So now, and, if she does get nominated for next year... An next factor two now at this point, I really do. Do you think it's kind of tainted? Yeah. Okay. I honestly do. Because think about it this way. If 20, the 2017 Hall, 2017 Hall of Fame, we're talking about that, but just mm-hmm. think about it here. More than likely, it's going to be Daniel Bryan's year. And then he'll be under second by China, more than likely now. That's weird. Well, think about to be it. Yeah, honestly, it's weird. Now, think about it, okay? Who would you have as a presenter? Would it be Sean Waltman? That'd be interesting. The or, or, always or, there. Or, well, the click's always there. Why or, not? Or here's the thing. You I've can't have it. it be Paul. Why not? Well, oh, I mean, you know, and this is going to sound strange. Go ahead. It's going to sound weird. Go ahead. You know who I would do it just to, because half the audience would get it, the other half would be like, oh, okay, it's just her, Stephanie. I would probably say. I'd have to say Stephanie. To kind of I hate to say it that way, right. but like. Because to smooth Stephanie. things out. Almost smooth, have Stephanie do it. Almost have Stephanie do it. And you know, the Actually, rest of the media will be all over that. Well, no, you know they will. But. The only other person I think would be fitting would be Vicky Guerrero. That's true. Only because point of the, the program she did with Eddie, which. Tied all together. Right, it ties it all together. You so, saw the fun loving side of her. Because Eddie was here, it would be Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie was his husband, but Eddie's already passed and into the Hall of Fame. And <sighs> this is, it's, I, okay, I just want to know people. This is not going to be how this show is every month. This is just how this show worked out because we had a bunch of death to talk about. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just saying, this is not how the show is going to be every month if we do this for our Patreon subscribers. And I know. Um, next month, we will be, like I mentioned already, in two weeks, in the two seventh. weeks, we will be at the Super Friends Fan Convention the on the 7th, at the Days Inn. We're going to, I think the two of us should sit here doing this, and do a preview, and go through the roster, and I, talk about who we want to see, and know, talk about it in two I, weeks. I think we should see if, uh, maybe a mutual friend, Dave Hero, would I'll like see to what say, I can do. say something, you know. And, I mean, I'll uh, see what I can do. I'll you know, see what I can do. We, can, we can plug his stuff, and... Yeah, I'll see what I can do. You know, but yeah, that's in two weeks. Come come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be and, a lot uh, of fun. What, what pay-per-view is coming up there? Uh, we also have Payback to talk about next week. Yeah. There are a lot of Global Wars ROH in two weeks. Yeah. yeah, a lot going on in the wrestling world. What? Wait, 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 wait. To give you off this tidbit, just remember these three letters that you may find floating in obscurity within the next year. T- and a. We'll talk more about that on the next Blake and Sal show. I'm just letting it that right now. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for um, purchasing this through the Patreon um, Patreon button on your um, on your page. Give us some feedback. Yes, thank you so much, and um, have a good day, everybody. And think about that. Goodbye. Have a good one. Hello, everyone, and thank you for supporting us on Patreon. This is your monthly. 
show that comes with the $1 plus Patreon support. Yes, for $1, you'll get a monthly show from us, guaranteed. Today, it's uh, me and Blake and Scotty. Scotty, say hi. Hello. And we are at the BMO Harris, what the hell? The BMO Harris Bradley Center for the playoffs. It is Milwaukee Admiral and the Grand Rapids Griffins. It is going to be a fun night here. It's game one of a best of five series. And um, while the ad did come in losing two straight, it has been a great second half of the season. And here we are hosting a home game. Sky to get into the playoffs. What does this team look like for you? Uh, yeah, uh, personally, I think they're ready. Uh, depends on how they start. Usually they have a little bit of a rocky start. Uh, but if we can get past that rocky start, they'll be fine. Uh, Grand Rapids kind of a uh, inconsistent team when it comes to winning. So uh, I think they'll be all right. Um, it just, like I said, uh, determine, or depends on how they start. Uh, a couple of quick goals and hold the Griffins off the board and they should be okay. So who's the plan is for tonight? We will be checking in throughout the night with updates. I'll be recording a whole bunch of fun stuff. Like I said, this is Patreon exclusive. I will uh, make sure everybody knows that when I post it up. We usually used to do this on the free side. I figured it's something special, meaning a playoff game. We'll do it on the paid side. So enjoy this for the next however long we record. Thank you again for your Patreon and have a fun with our recordings. Defenseman number 14, Nick Jensen. Defenseman number 18, Ryan Lasha. Forward number 26, Eric Tepegi. Center number 21, Andy Neely. And a forward number 8, Anthony Mantha. Head coach of the Grand Rapids Rivers is Todd Nelson. Assistant coaches Mike Newell, Bruce Ramsey, and Ben Simon.
for calcium team physical therapists provided by Aurora Sports Medicine Institute. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and remove your hats performing our anthem tonight is Karen Jess. So just kill it off, kill it off, end the period. You've heard it. It is 1-1. Milwaukee Grand Rapids. It's been an interesting first period. Uh, a lot of penalties, a lot of whistle blowing, a lot of sloppy play here and there on both sides of the puck. But it is 1-1. Ad scored on a 5-on-3 power play. Murphy got his first of the playoffs. I always love him to get the first of the playoffs. It's the first playoff game and the first goal. Of course, it's his first of the playoffs. But anyway, 1-1. Scotty, your thoughts after one period of play. Uh, yeah, I thought, uh, thought the Admirals started a little sluggish, uh, as it seems like they always do. Um, but overall, a great period. Um, Admirals dominating in shots 11 7. Um, but I think they're doing well. Uh, looking like it's going to be a choppy game continuing on. Here's both. 
we tried to stop playing on those and it popped open. As you can see right there, and then we'll scramble and I put it in. So this hockey thing doesn't work. I think it could be a color analyst based on what you just did there? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's right there, so I hope people can see it. Now, can you feel the playoff intensity in the stands? Can you feel the playoff intensity on the ice at all? Yeah, for sure. I know it's obviously the best time of the year, and um, you know we've been looking forward to this for a long time. So, uh, you know, we're pretty jacked up here. And what do the Admirals need to do to get the W tonight? You know, we just got to play our systems. You know, it's a really systematic game out here. And, uh, you know, one mistake can cost you, so we just got to keep going. Sounds like a plan. Fans, let's hear it for number eight, Trevor Murphy. Yeah, I am. Um, I figure I'd lay out so you can hear the interview with Trevor Murphy, goal scorer in the first period. 1 1 after 1, adds a rip, a minute 28 left to kill on the power on the penalty. By the way, um, for those wondering, yes, you get a penalty for a sportsmanlike contact if you play without your helmet on. Welcome to 2016 playoff hockey. That's it for me. I'm going to get myself a playoff puck while they're still available. And um, talk to you after two. He shoots! Just a bit outside. Now the second period for Milwaukee 10 from Grand Rapids 10. They score after two periods. Grand Rapids 3, Milwaukee 1. Well, I think that announcement said it all. This is ugly. This is really, 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 really ugly. After two, period the player at the Miami Bradley Center. It is 3 1 Grand Rapids. And, um, yeah, it's got up this quick. Um, okay, we said earlier it was 1-1. The ad power penalty kill has been fantastic all night long, but they cannot stop Grand Rapids on regular play. Um, Grand Rapids has done two goals in that third period. The ads cannot get anything going. And when they do get something going, like another power play or another penalty on their side, they just cannot get a puck in the net. Wow, they're showing a really strange video on the screen right now. Um, We'll throw it over to Scotty, who just took a phone call, and now I'll throw it over to him for his thoughts on what really was a really crappy second period. Uh, yeah, uh, not much more to say. Um, unlucky bounces on the goals. Uh, they really weren't fluke goals. Um, but you hope uh, you hope there's a better third period of the Admirals because they're getting their chances to get back So uh, let's hope for a better third period. Here's I'm realizing as Scotty's doing his little talk in the background. You're hearing them hyping up the cheeseburger races. This is really happening as we're watching it here for the intermission. For those outside of Milwaukee, yep, this stuff's actively happening. So anyway. That's it for the um, second intermission report here. This is ugly. They got to step up quick. They got to get a couple of quick goals here at the beginning of the third, or this is going to be a really rough start to the playoffs. So um, at that, after two, three one, Grand Rapids. Talk to you after the third. Hopefully, heading into overtime. If not, we're up up the game.
Shots on goal in the third period for Milwaukee, 12 for Grand Rapids, 5. But your score from the Bebo Harris Bradley Center, Grand Rapids Griffins, 3, Milwaukee Admirals, 1. Stay tuned for tonight's US Bank 3 stars of the game. Well, that's that. Griffins win game one, three to one. That was an ugly third period. And I admit, kind of boring. <laughs> That's saying a lot for playoff hockey. Ugh. We'll stick around for the three stars. Let me throw it over to Scott. I'll be wait. Uh, yeah, not much to say here. Uh, just didn't have it tonight. Um, three to one, tough result. Hopefully they can bounce back in game two and game three. Now they're going to have to win two games. And your number one star scoring a pair of goals from the Grand Rapids Griffins, number 39, Tyler Bertuzzi. And that's it. Tomorrow is game two. We won't be here for game two. Thank you for listening on the Patreon side. I'm sorry this was not a pleasant ending to this. Final score, 3-1 Griffins. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Spread the word that we're doing this. Thank you so much, Patreon people. For Scotty, I'm Blake. Have a good one. Are you going to be here? Me. Hello, everyone. This is um, Blake here on the Patreon side of the Blake and So Thank you for being a Patreon member here on the $1 banner. Um, this is a monthly exclusive show, we promise you. And um, I'm here with my co-host, the man, our wrestling historian, Mark. Dad, how are you doing today? Okie dokie. I caught him in the middle of a drink there. Sorry, Sorry about that. So we're going to do a quick show here because a brief because um, on the wrestling historian man, we try to talk about wrestling people from the past. Okay. And the last time we talked, we were talking about people who passed away. Today we're talking about somebody who got released out of the blue, out of nowhere. After thank you. After thirty years of the WWE. That's three zero for some people. Yep. And WWF. Too. Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi, Party, yes. gets released. Talk about Brooklyn Brawler in your history with oh Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn Brawler was the jabber when Vince's organization started out just in New York and was on the ground floor of what it is today. He was the jabber to make the other important stars look good. Uh, he's had, had some comments from a lot of these superstars they're still with the organization today, uh, and how stiff or green they were, and just Vince wanted him to make sure that he lost and put him over, which he's done for 100 stars, such as The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, the list goes on and on. But also for doing that and basically being Vince's loyal uh, employee, He's giving him stuff as trainer, insight, and creative at different points of time in the organization. Uh, the last position he held before he got released was road agent. Yes, yes, he was. So basically he was kind of like scoping up talent different locations and in indies to see any prospective uh, future superstars that Vince can utilize. Correct. 
I'm surprised. This one kind of surprised me. It's one of those things I figured he would have just been a lifer, put in the Hall of Fame, and just stay with the company until he well, felt like leaving. So this <laughs> one kind of surprised me. If you if you kind of equate it to going to a regular business world and working for an employee for 30 years, a lot of people consider that at that time, time to retire and go on to do things that you want to do. So I think... I'm not sure if this is a mutual decision, or I'm not sure if this is due to budgetary cuts. Who knows? We'll never get the true story, but... Oh, maybe one day, because LeBron <coughs> is very open with things, so... You've never seen his Twitter. He's very, very open with things. So one day, I think he'll talk about it. So, uh, you know, I wish him well in future endeavors, and hopefully, we, you know, if he comes up on some uh, indie promotion or comes up to one of these fan festivals, you know, if you see him, definitely shake the man's hat and ask for an autograph, because... He is truly what you would call the vested, trusted employee. I mentioned Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame bound? I don't see why not. Okay. If Snoop Dogg can be there, so can Steve Lombardi. This is a valid point. All right, on that note, thank you, Patreon members, and thank you for listening to this. Um, we will talk to you on the other side. I like to keep these Patreon audios short. I appreciate them on when other people do. So, thank you very much, Patreon listeners, and have a good day. Good day. Hi everybody, we haven't done this in a while. We are live from... It should be an interesting crowd here at, for the Ring of Honor, Best of the World to Best in the World live event. Uh, I'm not alone. Say hi to um, Dad. Say hi. Hey, how you doing? Yes, we're live on Periscope, and hello Patreon viewers, because this is going to go on the Patreon account before I put it on our YouTube page. So, hello Patreon people as well. So, we're here, we're going to talk about what's going on tonight, and we don't know much. I'm not going to lie. Well, there you go. We don't know a whole lot. Oh, by the way, what page of the script are we on tonight? Ah, uh, 42. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, anyway, we are going into this show kind of blind, which is very unlike the last time we went to a show, where we knew the entire card. Okay. This time, we're going in kind of blind. We only know three matches going in. Okay, Blake, explain to the people why this is happening. Well, we have two issues. Number one, last night's show was in Hopkins, Minnesota, and it was Tag Wars Night 1. Um, and, and make sure you use Google Maps to find that. Yeah, it was Tag Wars Night 1, and the thing was Tag Wars is a tournament style, much like when we went to the last show we were at, but we were here for Night 1 of Survival of the Fittest. Right. So the, in Hopkins, they didn't have a car for the second night. Well, we don't have a car for this night because of the tournament. But we do have Night 2 of Tag Wars. And it is a number one contendership match for the de- for the um, tag team titles. It is the Briscoes, who obviously are not going to win because Jay Briscoe is facing Jay Lethal already at the pay per view. Uh, you spoiled it. The All Might Express. Okay. And Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser here in Milwaukee. So that means who's winning this match? The All Night Express or Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser? Well, to face the addiction okay. at best in the world. Okay. My heart's got to go to the hometown team, but my brain says All Night Express is going to pull out the win. It dawned on me that I was sitting here, why are the Briscoes in this match? Because I'm sure there was more than one injury to one of the uh, one of the crew, or the talent as people like to call them, so they have to shift around things. Well, you said injury... And um, for those who don't know, Adam Cole's in the hospital. With? Adam Cole has pneumonia. 
And he got it from his girlfriend. Oh, uh, no, 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 that's not true. Yeah, it's a bad situation. It actually is a bad situation right now. He's been there for three days now. Yeah. So it's a bad situation. From what you're able to read is that uh, his temperature is very high, uh, having difficulty breathing, and that's why he's been in the hospital to... Uh, Make sure that he's got fluids and he recovers with antibiotics. So obviously, so, uh, well wishes to uh, Adam Cole to get better soon. So last night he was supposed to be in a match. He was actually supposed to be in a match last night. They replaced him with Will Ferrara last night. Tonight he was supposed to be facing Cole Cabana. <laughs> and, and well, that match ain't happening. Obviously. Well, there you go. So we got a replacement match with Cole Cabana in it. Yep. It is Cole Cabana and Jay Lethal. Which makes absolutely no sense. No. Taking on, representing the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks. Okay, now, for those people who are wondering if there's a storyline for this match, that's a no. Especially since we're supposed to be hyping up Jay versus Jay for the pay-per-view. I don't understand this at all. The battle of the two Jays. So what do you think about, what do you think is going to happen in this main event? Okay. Let, let's kind of put things in perspective. Is number one... Jay's not going to lose the match tonight and be all embarrassed. And number two, uh, you knock off the Young Bucks, then you put yourself in a contention for God knows what later on. God down knows why exactly. That's the problem right. with so this whole match. The whole thing is, it, there is no storyline behind this, so anything can go. So I'm looking at, it's going to be a super kick party, and Jay's going to get super kicked out of the ring. I expect Colt to get the pinfall if they're going to do a pinfall at all. Yeah. I kind of do. My, my thing is, I think this is going to be a double disqualification because there really isn't nothing for either team to gain from this. There's no shot for number one contender. There's no shot at the title. So I think it's going to be double DQ because there's nothing left. The only thing I can see happening, I can see Colt and Lethal winning. And Jay Briscoe coming out and attacking Lethal. And doing a run-in? Just because they have to do something. But this is the go-home show for best in the world. And they have to do something. Well, keep in mind, the card may not be finalized yet. So, you you know, uh, there may be other surprises that we're not aware of. So, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Delirious may make an appearance. Who Who knows? knows? The last time he made an appearance, he was in a tag match with Cheeseburger. That's right. That happened, I swear that happened. <laughs> I, I probably see a match happening with Moose today. I just don't know who his opponent would be. That'd be fun, though. I, I want to see Moose today. The only thing I can think of is a true opponent to have against it would be Michael Elgin. Elgin's here tonight. There you go. Elgin is advertised. He was on last night showing Hopkins. There you go. The other match that is announced is almost like an exhibition match, I feel like. It's Kitten for Daniels. Is Kawahachi? Is that what the Hermit's name is at this point? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just uh, a match to uh, showcase Daniel's uh, ability to... Uh, Is he still the almighty Christopher Daniels? Um, I don't know. He's still wearing that stupid general's outfit. He probably is still the almighty so, Christopher Daniels. The thing is, though, this is uh, a chance for to showcase Daniel's ability as a high flyer, as a ring technician, as a guy that can basically do a little bit of everything. By the way, I just want to make a note. As I'm looking around here, is it near? Is it not as full of the house in our list? 
it's still a little bit early before showtime. What time so. is it? I don't even know what time it is. I got like almost five after six. Oh, so it's still early, yeah. So I, I want to make one note. Like I'm looking at the banners here, by the way. Okay, no. They updated the banners, and they've noticed that Channel 18 is now Super 18. Okay, all right. Want to see the DTW shows? All right. Well, here you go. Right. You got Arrow and Flash. Okay, here you super go. Composer, right. right. So that, I'm waiting for them. Maybe to put a Supergirl poster. And let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I'm surprised there's not like one big mega poster yet. Surprise. Well, you know, a friend of the show, David Gruber, the attorney, hasn't oh, been up here yet. Oh, he got to be sitting up there in the balcony, probably. Well, then, if you look high up on the ceiling, you see like there's nets. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't even notice that before. So basically, my thing Can is. Can we least stand up for everybody to see? Yeah. There is, um, there is actual netting here. I don't know why. Why are there netting up here? Well, my thought is, okay, if there are people th throwing projectiles up th at the ceiling, it's not going to damage the ceiling. It'll be caught in the netting. Or in case there's a riot, the netting drops. One of the two. I don't know. <laughs> a riot. A riot. A ring of auto shoes. Probably like a DCW. Es especially if the fans turn against the Silas Young and Bear City Bruiser. It'll never happen! Well, the nets may come down. You never know. The problem I have, and I'm going to say this right now, Silas and Beer City Bruiser, maybe Beer City Bruiser, but Silas never gets booed here unless he's facing it off against Dalton Castle. Even if he's so a. By the way, it's scheduled for tonight's show. Here's like, whether he's a heel or baby face, Silas does not get booed, but he gives static back to the fans. So expect some fan interaction with Silas and Bruce City Bru uh, Are we Bruiser. Average? Are we still average? Um, probably. For those who don't know, this, um, if you ever hear a wrestling opening on the show, that joke does make sense. Yes. <laughs> so, that being said, we're going to wrap this little up. Because like I said, we don't have a whole lot to talk about this time. But we will be back. Um, me and Dad will do sometime next week. We'll preview. Yeah. Ring of Honor, best in the world. Sometime oh, next week. Hey, I don't know when, but go. we will do a show. So, just remember, tonight's match... Anything and everything is possible. Yes. So, uh, you know, maybe Mr. Wrestling 3 may make his last appearance. And he's helping El Generico with the orphans in Mexico. There you go. All right. There you go. Oh, I'm going to put a quick plug for those who don't know. Um, we'll be back on Friday with the Blake and South Show. We're previewing Money in the Bank 2016. It's going to be a fun, fun show. And we're also going to be um, talking about the lives of Muhammad Ali and Gordon, um, and Gordy Howe. And uh, Kimball Slice. Kimbo Slice. And also talking about the Tony Awards. Talking about the Silicon Finals. It's going to be a fun, 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 fun show this week. So, till then, um, thank you all for listening. Again, thank you to Patreon subscribers for paying for this and having fun with us on Patreon. And um, have a good day, everybody. Say goodbye, Dad. Bye! Thank you for watching. Hey, this is Brian O'Halloran, and I'm not even supposed to be here today, but you are listening to The Blake and Sal Show. Hope when you take that jump, you don't feel the fall. Hope when the water rises, you build a wall. Hope when the crowd screams out, screaming your name. Hope if everybody runs, you choose to stay. Hope that you fall in love and it hurts so bad. 
everyone, hello Patreon members, and welcome to the exclusive audio show here for all our backers. Thank you so much for supporting the show and helping keep the lights on here at the Blake and South Show, Little Home Republic. I live in the background. Today, I am going to be going through the newly announced Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2016, but I am not alone. No, I am not. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. <laughs> Doesn't get old. Let's bring on Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the I'm doing all right. How about you? Yeah. Welcome behind the payroll. Welcome <laughs> behind the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> I feel special. I know, really. I, I, I only like two of the people that come behind the payroll. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love playing that song. I really do. So, all right. I am premium content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are here. Um, as of Monday, they announced the class of 2006 Hockey Hall of Fame. But it wouldn't be a Hall of Fame, and Sal is going to do this. He's cringing. He knows exactly what I'm going to do. I had to do it. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little backstory on this, maybe you probably don't know this. The first year we did the show, we came in right at the end of, right, we're doing, we're at being a WrestleMania season, so we do WrestleMania Hall of Fame hype. <coughs> and I got obsessed every time you did a show to play that song. So the second year for the Hall of Fame, we every week they announce the new Hall of Famer. So every single week I find a way to play that song. <laughs> <laughs> Sal wanted to kill me. <laughs> he wanted to kill me. Oh, because it's what I've been doing for two months. He wanted to kill me. <laughs> so. Hey, you can't have the way they were doing it, and you know, I'm sure you were fine with that. I had my fun with that. I really thought I had my fun. So, is it actually a relatively small class? Is it near or is it very small this year? Um, I think it was an off year because there wasn't really any, like, uh, first-year people that were, like, locks. Yeah. So I, I feel like this was them, like, really, like, stretching. Like, they had to, like, look for some people. Well, we'll start with this. We have Eric Lindros finally getting to the Hall of Fame. Um, I read it took him six years to get in. Is that how long it took him? Yeah. Six years? According to NHL.com, it said six years of eligibility to finally get into the Hall of Fame. I didn't, Man, I didn't, well, I didn't you know, that long. Like, he, that he long? was always like a border. Hello? I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening. Oh. Um, he was like a borderline Hall of Famer anyway. If he played a full career, he would have been a no-brainer. But those those injuries just really cut a fantastic career short. You can't really blame him though for all the concussions. That's something that just happens. Yeah. I don't know. 
for the so uh, it was funny. There's a whole documentary on initial network that I watched about Lindros and about how he did. He got drafted. He didn't want to go where he got drafted. And then he had played for Team Canada, had an amazing run with Team Canada, and then went to Philadelphia. We came in during the Philadelphia years. So your thoughts as a Penguin fan for Eric Lindros? Well. I'm looking at him more as the player and trying not to focus so much on the uh, the team. But, I mean, when I really got into hockey, Lindros was pretty much at the peak of his game. I remember when it was Lindros, LeClaire, and Recky. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And I always remember the havoc that line ran not just on the Penguins, but basically on any team they played. Uh-huh. That was probably one of the top lines of the uh, later 90s. It's crazy when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so long ago now. I know, seriously. Well, it's funny um, um, me, me and me and Scotty are doing a um, hockey retrospect show now, and we actually just got past 1996. <laughs> so we were, <laughs> we were actually talking about this era. A little, uh, just on, over on the, um, our next show is talking about 1996 Colorado Live Lunch. That's our next show. Where we're talking about this era. And it's such a long time ago now. It doesn't realize how long ago this was. The, the, the hurt from losing Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals to Florida and then them getting swept still, uh, <laughs> still resonates in my heart. <laughs> I thought about you when I was reading that on the air. I was thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, well, for those, That's the like, year of my first hockey game. Hang on a second. Um, Patreon members, you've already heard this because this has already been on your feed. So those are new. You can go back to the Patreon archive. You know it's already up. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, but that was a that was a crazy crazy year. The, my first Lindros story actually is in um, New Jersey, one of my first games, and it was Flyers Devils, obviously. And he, I remember, I was just getting into the game, and and uh, I'll drop the name because well whatever. I was hanging out with Gary and. Um, me and him are at the game, and I don't, he's teaching me a lot about the game as we're going along, but I'm still new. And I remember watching this game, and he was the first man I actually truly hated because he took out Marty in the middle of the game. Like, he checked Marty in the head in the middle of the game. And the place erupted in hatred booze. <laughs> and then he only did the two-minute minor. So the whole place even gets worse booze <laughs> for this incident. I never felt that much hatred for somebody in a building, but I'm like, well, that was Eric Lindros in a nutshell. He's just hating in the way building. Yeah. That's, that's Eric Lindros in a nutshell, though, right? <laughs> Dude, I think, but if you were able to hate a player that much, he was doing something right. Exactly. It's, like, it's the logic I use in wrestling all the time. A heel's doing their job when you actually hate them, like legitimately despise them. That's when you know they're doing a good job. Lindros was the perfect person like that in hockey. You want, as a fan, as another team, you wanted to hate him because he was that guy. <laughs> and it was easy. Exactly. And that's actually, it's funny, a lot of people almost blame Scott Stevens for ending Lindros' career in 2000. It's like starting the end of his career because of that check in the playoffs. What do you think? I remember you were, I remember you were making a big deal out of um, Stevens winning the MVP, but he injured the players and all that kind of stuff. And go ahead. Um. Wait, what was what was the question? Vindraw, Steven, Stanley Cup playoffs, two thousand. Oh, that hit! I mean, that hit was devastating. Yeah, 
So uh, I mean, you the second you see that, you knew that it was over. Yeah, I remember that hit like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I, I'm sure it feels like yesterday to him. So. Oh God, that sounds bad. Actually, sounded very bad. Like a there, but in this era, we're talking about. But uh, I mean, open ice hit. Uh, Steven, not exactly known for letting up on a play. Uh, oh, no. I, I'm sure the immediate reaction, some fans were, ha- you know, happy, but it, it is a shame that it really did mess with his career. Yeah, I think what it is at the time it was, holy shit, Steven just knocked out Lindros. He'll be fine, though, for Game 7. You know, he'll be fine for Game yeah. 7. Who cares? He came back for Game 7. He wasn't the same after that, though. And that might have been the beginning of the end for Lindros. That hit. So, it's hockey, though, at the time. So, it wasn't nearly what it is now. Like, this is 16 years ago we're talking about, and, and we didn't think about concussions like we do now. Yeah, well, you're, you're skating down the middle with your head down, and you got one of the biggest defenders in the league bearing down on you. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, you know. Like a Hall of Fame collision. Uh-huh. So, let me move on to Sergey Markov, a name I have not heard in a long time. I've <laughs> heard that name in a long time. <laughs> Your thoughts? Um, since this is the Hockey Hall of Fame, I I actually feel like he should have been in already. Yeah, and surprised me. He, he might not have had like a blazing NHL career, but he was huge for the Russian national team. Exactly. I mean, basically, he was one of the reasons they were so dominating in the eighties. Exactly. I was like, I, um, he's he's one of the top players on. USSR back in the Miracle Team, yeah, Miracle Years, and everything, the Olympics, and everything else. Like he's a name everyone knows. Yeah, it, I'm surprised. If you're the top player on one of the top teams for a long time, that in and of itself should probably uh, warrant something. Yeah, I, it surprised me. It did surprise me that he wasn't already in. And I think he's what one of the only. He's the, he's we always have one international like big international star. And usually, lately, it has actually been the women. The, um, the yeah. Well, so uh, and a lot of the reason why he didn't have a longer NHL career was the uh, the Russians not allowed to play in the NHL for years true. anyway. This is true. This is very, very true. Things are true. He actually won the Calder his first year. Really? I did not know that, actually. Yeah. He was 31. Wow. And to think they wouldn't even like wrestling they, they, the they changed. They changed the rule because of him, actually. Wow. So he'll be the oldest person to ever win the Calder. Yeah, because now it's impossible. You can't be a rookie that young anymore. And then again, we're talking about... Yeah, tw- 26 is the age now. Well, we're talking about a draft that we were just talking about on the other show where the drafts are like 18, 19, 20 years old. So it- it's ridiculous. So mm. We're so young. Um, so, yeah, massive, massive Russian star there, though. But then I, we go over to um, the last member of the player side. I just want to make sure I pronounce this right. Um, Rogi Vajan? Am I saying that right? That would be my best guess. <laughs> so, he played for Montreal, Los Angeles, Detroit, and Boston. Do you have any thoughts on this one? Because this is one of those names I don't know. Um, I had to do a little research on him. Uh, he, he finished his career with 355 wins. Nice. That's nice. And a gold against of just under three. I see you want a gold medal with Team In Canada. a time of like, yeah. Yes. That's cool. Um, he won the Vesna in '68. 
Wow, that's actually pretty cool. Then. All right, there you go. Oh, he's the other cup champion. Fourth time, the other cup champion. There we go. I see now. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and then part of that. I like he's to consider him the uh, the Martin Saint Louis of goalies. He was only five seven. Oh shit! Wow, that is small. That is yeah. really small for a goalie. <laughs> it's ridiculously small for a goalie, especially in this era. That's yeah. really young for sixties and the sixties and seventies. Really small for sixties and seventies. That's really small. <laughs> wow. Wow, in the lack of goalie pads era. That's pretty damn impressive. Damn. Oh, by the way, according to this, he says he's the first Red Wings to break $1 million a year in a contract. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, but the first... Oh. That's an interesting little stat. I didn't know. That's interesting. So... Yeah. Okay, cool. I, well, I was going to say, he won, a, he won the Canada Cup. He's got 14 only cups. I say Hall of Fame. There you go. Hall of Fame. You can't really argue that. You know? Yeah, yeah, Hall of Fame in an off here. Yeah, you can't argue that. Finally, in the builders category, I, I always say it like that. Ever since Lou Lamarillo did that one time. <laughs> the builders <laughs> category. <laughs> Pat Quinn. I think you deserve it here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he's just been coaching forever. Um, he was actually part of the uh, the Hall of Fame committee for yeah, years. Yeah, I was going to say he was. Mm-hmm. Um, six, 684 wins as a coach. Damn. Jack Adams twice. Not, you know, 80 and 92. But, still, it's still fantastic. Um, he was due. Well, the funny part is, it feels like with him, they wanted to get him to get, even with Lula Morello, where he knew he was not going to retire before he got into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, let's get him in here, because we know he's never going to actually retire. <laughs> so, oh, shit, that is pretty funny, actually. Got to tell it to Lula Morello. He's been doing this for 50 years. He's never retiring. We'll just put him in the damn Hall of Fame already. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just give up later. <laughs> You know, he's going to die before he's going to run a thing with all of fame if you wait for him to retire, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's his retirement. And then you got to wait a couple years. Seriously. All right. So that is our Hall of Fame. Very small class. So I threw a question out here. Um, the talk right after Gordy House passing, we talked about we had Gordy House passing, um, legend, obviously. Wayne Gretzky, who openly said in his book that the reason he's 99 it's because he said he wasn't good enough to wear a nine, so he doubled it. I, I still can't believe he said that in his book. He actually wanted yeah. the NHL to retire the number nine. Uh, for those who don't know who are new to the league, because there's a lot of younger fans, Wayne Gretzky obviously is the only player to have his number retired from, from league-wise, league-wide. Now, number nine seems like a more difficult number to retire, I'm not going to lie. Um, your thoughts, Mike? I I wouldn't be against it. I mean, if you're talking of like upper echelon NHL just legends, true. Those are the two. Um, not nine and ninety nine. It's just and just the all around what he did for the sport. How do you not retire the number of someone who's named Mister Hockey? It's true. Very true, and one of the he names, made hockey town. And you know what? The thing with Gordy, and, and and one of those names where he was sick for a while, but I I said when he passed away, he's one of the few hockey players that can pass away that everybody will know. Every single yeah. person in every single facet will know who he is because he is one of the all-time best. 
So, in any sport combined, you know, so I think the honor is worth it if the NHL wants to do it. I don't know. The Gretzky thing was a weird situation, too, because they changed so many freaking, they broke so many rules with the Gretzky retirement. They broke so <laughs> many fucking rules. You, we remember that. For those who don't remember. Oh, yeah. Don't remember this one. He retired, well, he retired in 1999, right? 1999, which was funny how that worked out. He retired Iron. in 1999. He gets his number retired, um, number 99, gets retired league-wide, and then they wave the freaking Hall of Fame thing for him, and he gets put in the Hall of Fame two months later. It was one of those <laughs> Oldie Gretzky. Like, one of those Oldie Gretzky things. So... <laughs> Why not? If you're gonna have you all that for him, you gotta do something big for Hal. So why not? You know? Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're making exceptions for for the great one, you can make exceptions for the legendary one. So, and by the way, I do want to say though, what does that do for something that already has the like, number nine retired? Like, doesn't like the Rangers have number nine retired already because of Adam Grace? <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, he doesn't play anymore. Uh, is this a weird thing? Like, <laughs> you put the number nine house thing next to the Graves one? Like, how do you do that? Like, how does that <laughs> work? Like, I don't know how that works. It's a weird situation on that one. I, then again, New York also has, like, if I remember, were they retiring, like, ridiculous amount of numbers for a while one year? They were doing these, like, ceremonies where they were retiring numbers, like, every other week. A couple of years ago, it felt like. Yeah, so we're going to run out of number that for a while. I think they retired like a double zero one time. It was so stupid. Like, they <laughs> retiring things. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? I know they had some of the great, some like a lot legendary players in New York, but seriously here, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing over there? <sighs> oh, fuck. That's funny, though. All right, well, that's that. that. Like I said, very short class, very short show, but I wanted to get all that out here and Plus, I wanted to make sure the Patreon the awesome audio because I'm a little behind on everything. So, let's actually <laughs> wrap this up. I'll put some music on here in the background. A little bit of a little Imagine Dragons monster. Also known as the Daniel Bryan song for those who are WrestleMania fans out there. Um, WrestleMania 30, they actually used this song to bring Daniel Bryan on pretty much into the show. And it was like the Daniel Bryan story that night. So, it was a great, a great video montage that they did for this song. So, Patreon members, thank you so much for listening, supporting the show. Spread the word. Get people over here. Help us out over here. Every dollar goes straight. Keeping the house, the lights on here, getting some bills paid, getting some equipment upgrades. And the goal is actually to get Sal out here next year so we can go to the draft in Chicago. That is one of our goals for next year. So, that's something we're, we're pitching for. So, um, thank you, Mike, for joining me on the, on the Patreon side. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. And everybody listening, thank you so much again. And have a good day. I get the feeling just because everything I touch isn't dark enough. And this problem lies in me. Ahead. Yeah. Looks like we're playing right now as you're walking.
Hello everyone, we are on location here in the wrestling room, we are at State Fair Park, and um, yeah, you're hearing it's a week after this, we recorded this, but whatever, we're at State Fair Park, we are walking in the parking lot trying to get in and get our tickets and go into the Expo Center, it's me and um, Mark, our wrestling historian, Dad say hi. Hi, you doing today? So um, we're going to be here, we're going to maybe get some interviews, see some interviews in here, we're going to be doing some Facebook Live, checking in with some wrestlers, see what we do here, I'm not sure how this is going to go. It could just be the two of us chit-chatting. I don't know. We'll figure it out as the day goes on. We'll be doing the um, 12 noon show. And um, for those who are hearing this a week after we recorded this, you saw our Facebook Live videos already. So you'll get the audio from that. So thank you so much for tuning in today. You want to tell them what some of the matches are? Yes, we'll talk about it inside. We'll get the whole card out inside. Because oh. I want to, I have the card's on my phone. Okay. That's the only reason. The card's on my phone. All right. And we will check in and everything. And we're going to check. We're going to actually go check our bag around. We're going to check our bag and whatnot and get our tickets and get in. And we'll talk more when we get inside. I'm going to go search for the Pokemon. I'll talk to you all of you. Pokemon. All right, we're back. We're inside State Fair. And um, we're about the activities area. There is no seating. Anywhere. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, and, and who knows? They may sell the stalls in the bathroom. The funny part is this is a free shop. So there you go. I got myself a pretzel, which was way too expensive. But So this shows you the draw for this corporation and also for the legends. So if you're coming down here, come early, talk to these guys, shake their hand. You know, appreciate their time for being here because their time is also, you know, so very earlier, precious. Yeah. Earlier, you asked me the card. Yeah. Got the card. Okay, go ahead. We Give have the, the um, Rock and Roll Express and the Carinos. Tag Team Specialist the Rock and Roll Express are. Versus um, Stephen Colby Carino, which is interesting. Well, we know what uh, King Carino can do. Let's see if Sun can do the same thing. Where is Carino, by the way? I didn't see him. Uh, I think he was in the bathroom. We have, um, Horse Locker Luke. Oh! And Horn Star Peter Squats, who actually cut a promo on being in my Facebook Live video. Hey, there you go. Nice guy. You know, so. you know, these guys are trying to basically have their promotion. They do draw crowds for the regular shows. And you have to see it. It's it's kind of like the number two wrestling promotion to Ring of Honor. In the, in the city. In the city. We have um, the Beer City Bruiser, who, again, I have not seen yet today. Well, it's because he's working out and lifting those bear kings. Bruce City Wrestling will be starting in 20 minutes. That's from Frankie. Right now, take a walk Where's Frankie? Oh, table. I talked to him. He was out earlier. I shook we his hand. I told him everything. There. Told him what the Blake and Shell said. He said good luck. Who's about there? WWE Hall of Famer Bushwhacker Luke. Yeah, he's talking on a microphone. WWE Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov. Oh, yeah, Bill City Bruiser. The Tokyo Monster Kahagas. Kahagas, thank you. Kahagas? The Zootite. Awesome Cobb versus Casey Sato. Later. The Cobb versus Benjamin Moon. Nikolai Volkov versus Derek St. Holmes. And then I mentioned Tatanka. Yes, I did. Yes. So this should be a very also, fun international female wrestler, TNA Knockout, Awesome Kong. She is awesome. And I have to ruin her gimmick, but she is really nice too. She's actually really, really nice. 
as you saw on our Facebook live video too. It was very, very nice. So, all right. Um, I think I'm going to stop recording for a few minutes. Let's be running to somebody else. Um, I'll be back a little later to, to talk more about the show. Maybe we'll find seating. If not, I'm probably be sitting on a garbage can. So there you go. All right. All right. What, what afternoon. What a show. It only took us 36 minutes to find seats. Go figure. Um, so we're wrapping up here at State Fair as we're walking through trying to find out, figure out a way out of here. Um, I got to admit, this was a very fun afternoon. Fortunately, we did not make it to the 2.30 show to see the Rock and Roll Express and the Carino's Wrestle at Tatanka, but still, we met them earlier in the day, so sometimes that's more worth it than anything else. Um, for, for the show itself, how did you have, to have fun with this one? I, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed uh, the wrestlers, especially, you know, get to know the Brewer City uh, wrestlers and the talent. Um, they're independent, and that's how everyone gets their start. So, you know, go see the Indies, because I'm telling you right now, there are some surprise talent there that will shock you and amaze you with the moves they do. I will talk about the legends that we did see. Look at Volkov. What is he? Is he in his 70s? He's got to be, you know, look at when he started and he put him in the Hall of Fame. He's still got some good moves. Maybe a little slower, but he's still got the good moves. I know, a man his size and his age should not move on his feet as well as he did. Because he did not look like he was actually in a shape. But wow, he can move. Well, he did his trademark cartwheel, so, you know, he's still doing it. He's yeah. still, you know, he's still rocking it on and, you know, despite his age. And then I'll also do a shout-out to Bushwalker Luke, who looked amazing in the ring. I really did. If you were, if you were following along on Facebook Live last week, you um, did see the wonderful stick face that Bushwalker Luke had on one of our guys. And I really did not need to see that much of Bushwalker Luke's ass. But, hey, it happened. So there you go. And in the Bushwalker tradition, you got some of the kids out of their seats go around the ring, and he high-fived them all. This is a person that basically knows that the fans have backed him 100%, no matter what organization he is, no matter when he wrestled. So this is his way of paying back the fans. Yeah, that was really cool. I, that video is up on our Facebook page as well. Of um, It was fun. I, that was really, really cool. Only one I was, you know, is um, Bruce City Bruiser. Bruce City Bruiser. He definitely got the crowd in Milwaukee, despite what you couldn't do in a Ring of Honor show. He was able to ironically do it here and get the crowd to boo him, which I was surprised about. Well, with Bruce City Bruiser, you got to remember, occasionally he tags with... Silas. Excuse me. Silas Young. Young. And, you know, they generate some good heat. Not in Milwaukee. Not in Milwaukee. Well, here in in Milwaukee, it's kind of 50-50. But here's the thing. We looked at Bruce City Bruiser. It looks like he dropped some weight. Yes, he did. So, I was surprised. He weighed in at 300, which is, I think, his lowest weight I've ever heard him at. So maybe there's some method to the madness. Maybe he's looking at other promotions. Maybe other promotions are looking at him. But he looked in good shape, and the moves he did, I wouldn't expect the man his size to pull no, off. No, absolutely not. I do want to also shout out to the other Milwaukee guys tonight. Um, who was our who was the Demento in the beginning? Uh, no, dysfunction. The function. Thank you. Dysfunction in the first match. He was great, and Sierra, looking fantastic, doing a great job. Fantastic things. Uh, um, we're, we're on our way out. If you're wondering what the background noise, while the background noise keeps changing, we're actually on our way out the door here at the pavilion. Like I promised you, this is actually legitimately live. None of this was taped in the studio this time. None of this was. 
So we're actually exiting the pavilion now, and um, we are going outside into the heat for the first time since, what, 11 o'clock this morning? Yeah, about there. And um, it is still very, very fucking hot out here. So I think this is where I'm going to wrap things up. Um, I might do I might do a um, intermediate recording just to set things up. So this is where I'll wrap things up, and um, you know we can always kind of like put an end to this whole thing by when we go back to the studio and kind of elaborate more about what you know. Bruce we might do that. We might do that. Maybe we'll go through the show. I have all the pictures. We might go through the show. That might be fun. Because here's the thing: Frankie, the Thumper Del Falco. Used to be a professional wrestler, retired due to injuries, and he's basically trying to bring back wrestling into the Milwaukee County area and the state of Wisconsin. So this is a man. Give him his props. Give him his dues because he paved the way for other younger talent to do, become stars. So that being said, thank you all for listening here inside the wrestling room. As um, you're hearing a live band in the background here at State Fair, so this is where I'm going to really start wrapping up. Next week on the podcast, on the Blake and South Show, main show, we will be previewing SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, Ring of Honor, pay-per-view also next Friday, busy, busy weekend, plus a whole bunch of other stuff, got a full show pack show for you, our big summer spectacular next week. Um, Till then, thank you all for listening, on behalf of Mark, hello, say goodbye, hey, goodbye people, have a good and fantastic day. I'm Blake, and you're being inside the wrestling room. Have a good day, everybody. Terrible connection, but you can try it again. Hit your music if you want. Okay. Hit your music. This has been going on for the last half hour, people. Enjoy. Blue is the color. Football is the game.
the shed and we'll welcome you when you're through. You see us through. See Manchester United tomorrow. We gotta go to this. This is after we beat Manchester United tomorrow. The thing, this is this, this is he asked me to record this. I didn't want to know that people. He asked me for this. Chelsea, we love you. Thank you. 
down in Africa. Toto, where are you? Where are you, Toto? This is what happens when the two of us are driving and it's almost midnight and we're still not home. We play music and drum bass for life. <laughs> we need something to keep us up. And why not sing some Toto? She's Okay, now you can see what's next. She was something to sing along with. Hey everyone, we're um, it noticed a lot quieter since the last time we've been here. Me and Scotty are now back on the road. We're heading back to heading back to Wisconsin. Say hi, Scotty. Hello. And um, he can't be on the phone when driving in this state, which is a smart move. Um, so we're just going to check in and tell everybody how the game ended. Uh, when we last left you, it was two-two. And these were the pitchers go up right before I did this video. Um, yeah, the game went to overtime. A couple power plays in the overtime. And they didn't score. It went to a shootout. And Rockford's won in the shootout. Still got a point, though. And um, went hell of a game, though. Yeah, I thought so, too. I mean, with all the players being called up to Nashville, you know, we thought it was going to be a tough evening. I actually thought we were going to get killed. Uh, so as soon as they went up 2-0, my thought was... Oh crap! In my head, I keep thinking this is not good, but I kept saying, you know, we're, we can get this back. We got to be positive. Um, but as soon as they got those two goals, you know, I was energized. I was ready. You know, they came out of nowhere. They both came out of nowhere. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, I wish we would have had more shots during the power play. I mean, we looked good during the power play. They just they weren't going in. You know, sometimes that's just how hockey is. Um, but. Uh, Basically, we uh, we didn't score any in the shootout, and Rockford got two right away. Or one, made, and then they missed. The first and, one, yeah. then they missed. Then they made their second one. So, unfortunately, that's just how hockey goes sometimes. But uh, nothing to hang our heads, you know, um, down about. Shorthanded sure team, you yeah. know. Um, once this flu bug, you know, gets gets you know out of the national system, um, we'll get some players back and. You know, it'll be a different story next time around. So, a point out of Rockford, hey, I'm I'm happy with this road trip. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. I'm getting pulled over right over here. <laughs> so, drive. I love live driving. So, what, in the middle, um, if you're listening, when you're listening to the audio, 
It's going to go up on Friday over on the Blake Tao Show feed. Um, right in the middle of the overtime, we got an update. But the Cubs going to the World Series. And damn, that place erupted when that score went up. You could tell we were in Illinois for that one. And um, over here, this one's over here, is rooting for the Cubs because of his love for Chicago. And, um, yeah, let's go throw it over to you on this, kind of how much you love this. This is so exciting for you. Uh, well, yeah, basically I'll tell you how it started. Um, obviously, if you don't know yet, I have a huge passion for Chicago. I Personally, I would love to live there. I have no issues with the traffic. I love the life. Like, if you've ever experienced Chicago like I have, it's just phenomenal. So, um... Truthfully, baseball isn't my favorite sport, but I played it in Little League. I won a Little League, you know, World Series as a kid, not the real one, just the Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee area. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I mean, basically it all started with my love for Chicago and um, uh, my uncle, who was a usher for the Cubs for about 25 or so years, maybe less than that, uh, but basically he was an usher for a long time recently he just had a issue where he was pulling down some lawn furniture and he hit his head on the wall um and had a brain bleed so we you know it was a little little serious right there we didn't know how it would be but basically with him um i'm rooting for the cubs for him you know i love the cubs in general like like i said i love everything about chicago so uh if they can win you know great you know it's it'd be great for for me you know but most importantly i want them to win for my uncle ray you know it's i feel uh, i feel like they're due um chicago really hasn't anything to be excited about i mean screw the blackhawks they're they're, they're dead to me i hate the blackhawks but um the white Sox, most of chicago are north siders let's be honest so uh uncle ray i hope the hope the cubbies win it for you so so we continue our drive. Where are we? Mm-hmm. We're in McKesney, I believe it's called. Where's, where is McKenzie? I don't even know where it is. It's northern suburbs. Okay. Well, we continue on, and I'm just, it's, it's definitely a late. It's, it's 10.30, 10.25 for those. If you're watching live, why don't you give us some hearts, some likes, and I saw people jumping in during a story that Scotty was just telling us. So likes and hearts. Show us some love here that you're watching us live as we drive back from Rockford and um, nice of you to join us. Like I said, little hearts and likes and give us some attention here. Give me some comments and talk to us. So, um, anyway, oh, there you go. There's, there's some likes. There you go. Yay. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, anyway, as we continue on, we're driving home, and I just got an update saying there's going to be a pay-per-view at the Freedom Home Harris Bradley Center, which I'm actually, I'm actually excited about. WWE. So, WWE pay-per-view, I'm actually excited about that. There's March. a Wave game coming up November 19th for all you Wave fans. That's fun. That's fun. Hi, Joanna. Nice for you to join us in the conversation. Hello, thanks for the likes. Um... It's cold in here, and I want my chicken wings. Yes, he wants his chicken wings. So if you if you followed us last week, last time you did a game, you're getting that joke. If not, go back to some old video I shot over on the main show. So um, I was going to make a say, say something else. Next week we're going opening night for the Admirals. Um, as the wave person here, you were at the arena the other day. Yeah. And uh, what are your thoughts on the arena? I mean, it looks and redesigned and everything else for the new season. A lot of the upgrades are done on the underground. Um, new locker rooms, uh, new training rooms, new media room. But I think uh, one of the biggest upgrades had to be the light system. Phenomenal. 
uh, different lights uh, for different scenarios, uh, a lot brighter, and didn't take as long to turn on, you know, after the national anthem, they just, you know, pop right back up. Uh, they blink and flash different colors, so if, um, when the wave scored, you know, the whole bowl turned blue, started blue and white flashing lights, which is really cool. Um, I'm hoping in the future maybe do a red for a goal, like team scores a goal, just start flashing red. You'll they see were talking red. about that, yeah. Um, so, but ultimately, I think it's going to be blue when when the Admirals score. Uh, um, for a goal? Yeah. Hopefully, we see a lot of that next hopefully, week. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, hopefully. I mean, they switch the boards around so the players can walk directly right into the locker room, so that's nice. So, penalty boxes and on the opposite side and players' benches is on the other opposite side. Obviously. And that's where your post it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for the way, for those who don't know, Scotty is the scoreboard operator. Am I correct for the wave games? That correct, is the yep. exact terminology. So, and they did a lot of upgrades against the wall. They put in kind of like a little suite area, which while I was there, they were still building it. So um, it's just basically a stone wall that they put uh, put some nice wood paneling on so that'll look nice. Uh, the team store looked pretty cool as well. It's good. Uh, basically just took an open space that they had, added some front doors to it. Um, but they did a pretty nice job, added some wood, so the team store does look fairly well, fairly nice as well. Uh, a couple bar areas that looked pretty good. The basement had a, um, a very nice bar uh, section that you can go into. So overall, very happy with the uh, crowd experience there that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks here. Yes, um, definitely looking forward to next Saturday. Thank you all for watching us today. We've had some fun. We've had fun tonight. We're heading home. We're going to find somewhere to get some sodas and then hit the road back to Milwaukee. Thanks for everyone who jumped into the conversation. for a bunch of people joining in. And, and we got to take a leak, too. I really got to go. Yes, that's, that's information there, too. So, thank you all for watching this. And for those who are watching and kind of seeing, oh, late live, I'm going to try to do these more often when I go to games and try to do a little more fun with this stuff. Um, probably not next Saturday because we got the girls. Strip club? No, 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 no. no. We got the girls next week, so I probably won't do this next week. But down the road, we'll do this again. So I hope you enjoyed this, and um, have a good day, everybody, and thank you for watching us. All right, everybody, that's the show. You're listening to Find Out Who Your Friends Are by Tracy Lawrence, Tim McGraw, and Kitty Chesney. Figured I'd have some fun and close out the show with this. Let's wrap things up for a for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, go to theplayersofshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and comment or leave a rating and review when we read it on the show. We are part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association and the National Podcast Association. For information, go to wisconsinpodcast.com. Next week, we'll be back to preview AEW Revolution with John Parker from that minute. So that'll be a lot of fun. So that all being said, can't wait back together next week. Thank you for listening to this. We'll be going to the archive later on, probably in the summer. We need another week off. Till then, I'm Blake, I'm Yah, Mark, and Sal. Thank you so much for listening to the Blake and Show. Have a good day, everybody. See ya.
Thank you so very much. Goodbye, and good night.